Should you be monetizing your podcast? I'm going to give you several reasons why you should and maybe should not try to make money podcasting. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 213. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Thank you very much for your continued voting in the podcast awards every day through March 24th. If you'd like to support us and some of our friends in the podcast awards, because we have several podcasts as finalists, please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast awards. I'll tell you more about that later on. A lot of people will get into podcasting for many different reasons, and podcasting attracts many different individuals like purists, hobbyists, marketers, traditional broadcasters, wannabe entrepreneurs, and many more types of people. Some people get into podcasting specifically to make money. Some people want to get into this just as a hobby and they have hopes of covering their expenses. And some people have absolutely no plans whatsoever to ever make money from podcasting. And they may even believe that podcasting is an art form that should always be free, both in producing podcasts and free from advertising and monetization models and such. Thus, I think we need to raise the question, should we really even try to make money in podcasting? Is this something ethical? Is it even something that's right for you and your audience and your podcast? That's what I'm going to explore in this episode, and I'd love your feedback on this as well. So please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 213. Before I get into some of the reasons why you should not and then why you should, maybe consider monetizing your podcast. First, consider what can you do with podcast income? If you're sitting around thinking, huh, I decided not to buy that gold Apple watch. So I've got maybe $10,000 just lying around. I'm trying to figure out what could I possibly spend that money on as you know, we're all like that. Here are some suggestions of what you might be considering spending money on in your podcasting endeavors. It could be that you want to upgrade your equipment for more quality or features. Maybe you want to upgrade your software for a better workflow. Maybe you want to add premium functionality to your website or upgrade your hosting. Maybe add media hosting to your podcasting. Maybe you want to pay for people, education, or services that make your podcasting easier for you and for your audience. Maybe you want to host some kind of giveaways and sponsor a contest of some sort. Maybe you want to support another podcaster out there who's doing something really cool and you just don't have the money to give them. Maybe you want to sponsor a cause like build a school, dig a well somewhere or something else local or abroad. Maybe you just want to enjoy some extra cash in your pocket or maybe you want to try some kind of paid advertising to grow your podcast audience. These and many other things are all kinds of things we could do with extra income in podcasting. And I'm sure you have a list in your mind of things you'd love to buy for your podcast or things you'd love to do, resources you'd like to get, software, tools, whatever it is, stuff that you'd like to do that you think would make your podcast better. The truth is that a lot of this stuff and probably all of it costs money. 
And when that thing is something that can benefit your audience as well, then your audience will be more likely to support whatever monetization model that you're trying to work with in order to make your podcast even better. Yes, people will often see the good in what you're doing and want you to get paid for it in some way. They just may not feel like they want to contribute because they don't see as much of the what's in it for them kind of thing. That doesn't mean your audience is always thinking about their own selves. But when they can see a purpose behind the monetization, that's when they'll be more likely to support it. Change always brings opposition. But when you can explain how this benefits the audience or how it will benefit the podcast, that's better. Instead of just a help me get a big screen TV fund, that's not going to work very well. It could be something more like help us upgrade the quality of our podcast or help us to release more podcast episodes or help us to review this thing you really want us to review. Help us to accomplish this thing. Help us to produce more of what you want from us. That's the kind of stuff that your audience can really get behind and support you and whatever monetization method that you happen to choose. And when I'm talking about monetization models, it could be really anything for you that brings in dollars for your podcast, not just podcast sponsors. It could be affiliate links. It could be products and services that you recommend or that you yourself create for your podcast or maybe your business. Maybe you are taking donations or some kind of crowdfunding. Anything like that is what's up for consideration right now. So first, why you should not monetize your podcast. And I'm, I am going to give you a slight misbalance of the number of reasons for each of these. That doesn't mean that you should do one or the other just based on the pure number of reasons. You really have to figure out what applies to you, what are you willing to deal with, and what do you think gives you the benefits that you need for your show. It's not just a numbers thing and balancing it out because some of the benefits are really big benefits to monetizing. And some of these disadvantages are smaller, and that's why there are more disadvantages. So, number one, money can complicate relationships. I've seen it happen many times. It might be a friendship, it might be a marriage, it might just be a co-host relationship. But money can make these kinds of relationships more complicated. It doesn't have to make the relationship fall apart, although it has happened many times before but money can make it more complicated. A way that you can work around this is to have written agreements ahead of time before money comes in. If someone sends in a donation to your podcast that you're doing as a hobby, how is that donation split up? Do you get to keep it? Do you split it up evenly with your co-host or with your multiple co-hosts? What do you do with that money? Does it go into equipment? Does it go into your personal bank account? These are things you need to decide ahead of time in order to help protect those relationships. So number one, money can complicate relationships. Number two, money can distract from the message. It's often too easy to get focused on making just a little bit more money all the time. And this can decrease the quality of the message that you're putting out and of the interaction that you're trying to build with your audience. If you're focusing so much on getting those sponsors or trying to promote the sponsors, negotiate these sponsors, or promote these products and affiliate links and all of this stuff, or create products and services, then your message might be suffering because you're putting so much effort elsewhere. 
That's number two. Money can distract from the message. Number three, monetizing usually creates interruptions. It's true. Almost any form of monetization will create some sort of interruption for your podcast content, your website, or any other aspect of your podcasting experience, really. This could be in the form of ads that people want to skip or ads on your website that they just ignore, like banner ads, display ads, or maybe they even block these kinds of things. So yes, monetizing does create interruptions, and people may decide to skip that. There are some really creative ways to work around that, and one of them is just by being personal about your monetization methods and make it something that people do want to hear and that is more relevant to them. And when you do that, whatever company that you're advertising will probably benefit even more because you've made their product and service more relevant to your audience then. That's number three. Monetizing usually creates interruptions. Number four, earning income of any level could complicate your taxes. I'm not a tax professional and I do really recommend that you seek professional advice on this. But the safe assumption is that any extra income you make should be reported in your tax returns. That could mean paying extra taxes. It could mean using a different kind of form. It could mean complicated filings, depending on how much money it is and how you're running your podcast. Like, are you running your podcast like a business or is it just a hobby that does happen to bring in a little bit of money? which does happen sometimes, and I'll address that point in just a bit. That's number four. Earning income of any level could complicate taxes. Number five, making a profit can cause distrust. Some people promote things just because they're going to get some really high affiliate payout from that thing. This is one of the reasons why I was a bit skeptical, and I think I saw a lot of hype over Adela when that was first released. It had a very generous affiliate program. There are a lot of internet marketers who create a product or service, and part of how they get that product or service marketed so well is they have a very generous affiliate program. Sometimes 50, 60, maybe even 75% earnings off the retail price of that product or service. That's huge. Who wouldn't want 75% of the action like that? And that could mean hundreds of dollars. Just to give you an idea, and this is something you can easily look up, so I'm not disclosing private information, but affiliate programs like WP Engine, which is a great web hosting company. I've tried them for a little while. I really did like what they offered. It just didn't work for my particular needs with my highly trafficked website. But WP Engine has an affiliate program that pays out a minimum for most of the plans, a minimum of $200 You can find affiliate programs like with Bluehost that pay out $65, $90. If you're a really popular affiliate, you might get $150 or even more from them. So when you start recommending these products that might pay you when someone follows that recommendation, people can get a little suspicious. They might start thinking, oh, you're just promoting them because you're going to get paid for it. Yes, that does happen. Just look up best web hosting on the internet, and you'll find hundreds of websites where so-called website authorities will try to point out to you what the best web hosting companies are, and they'll have certain research and certain findings and stuff. But if you dig into it, you'll discover that every top 10 web hosting company they're recommending pays a very nice affiliate referral. 
And those people are making a lot of money from those kinds of websites. That's why I really respect sites out there that seek to give you a balanced view of something without the affiliate links. In fact, I'll link to one of them in the show notes at the audacitypodcast.com slash 213. It's a site that does list different reviews of web hosting companies, but there are no affiliate links on the site. That makes me trust them even more. And in fact, I asked when I chose a web hosting company based on some research on that site, I asked for an affiliate link because I wanted to show them how much I appreciated their service and they wouldn't give me one. That's cool. So maybe I should just send them a donation. But when you are using affiliate links, sometimes people will suspect that you're only promoting that product or service because you're getting paid. In some cases, yes, that's absolutely true. Like if you have a sponsor for your podcast, you are promoting that product or service because they're sponsoring your podcast. So yes, that aspect is true. But I'm talking also about the aspects of when you recommend something. Like I recommend the ElectroVoice RE320 microphone, or I recommend Bluehost web hosting or HostGator. I recommend Libsyn and Blueberry. I've recommended these before I joined the affiliate programs, and I joined the affiliate programs because I liked the product enough that I wanted to recommend it, and I wanted the opportunity to earn some money from those recommendations too. Once I found something that I liked, I recommended it. But people may still distrust you And so you need to be really careful with that if you're going to do anything like that. So that's number five. Making a profit can cause distrust. Number six, monetizing means you must follow a higher standard. The FCC and several other organizations are cracking down on with regulations on what kind of disclosures you need to give when money is involved. Now, it's pretty obvious when it's donations, but when you are recommending a product and you have an affiliate link, there are certain things that your website needs to have that indicate that you are going to benefit monetarily if someone follows that link and takes action on it. If you don't do this kind of stuff, you could get in trouble. So you need to meet a higher standard when you're working with that kind of stuff to disclose on your website, to disclose in tweets, to not try to hide your affiliate links behind certain things, but to make it more prominent and obvious that yes, this is an affiliate link. And if people don't want to use it, then they can just Google for whatever that thing is that you referenced instead of using your affiliate link. That's number six. Monetizing means you must follow a higher standard. Number seven, no one owes you anything. Allowing the possibility of making money can cause you to feel a bit entitled to earn something from your podcast, thinking, why aren't people paying me? Why aren't people buying this? Why aren't people donating? I'm providing this thing for free. They should be supporting me. (laughs) The feeling of entitlement is, I think, always a dangerous thing, and it really helps no one. And when you're working with monetizing your podcast, it does open you up to that possibility. So this is number seven. No one owes you anything. Number eight, because you podcast as a hobby. Most people wouldn't expect their relaxation activities, which is part of the definition of what a hobby is, to pay for themselves. Model airplane building, book reading, movie watching, swimming. Most people don't expect to make money from those things. Yes, there are plenty of hobbies 
that you can turn into miniature businesses to make a little bit of money here and there on the side. Podcasting is certainly one of them. Any of those other hobbies I just mentioned, you could turn into a small business and make some money from those things. But because podcasting might be a hobby for you, it could be reason enough for you to not try to monetize it. You're doing this because you like it, not because you're trying to make money from it. And that leads into number nine. You may not need the money. Maybe this is just a passion project for you and you have few or maybe absolutely no expenses whatsoever or whatever expenses you have, you are glad to pay those because they're just part of the experience of doing this fun thing. It's kind of like of the multiple times I've been out to Las Vegas now, I've often joked about going and maybe playing poker. I am not a gambler. I don't really endorse gambling either. But what I've sometimes said is if I were to play a poker game, I would see the money I would bring to the table as my cost of having fun. I wouldn't expect to win anything, probably. It would just be, this is what it costs to play this game and to have fun and enjoy the experience, not expecting to make any kind of money in return. That's kind of the approach you might want to take with podcasting, or maybe that's the approach you are taking with podcasting, is the the 5, 10, 20, 30, however many dollars per month that you're spending on your podcasting is just the cost of this hobby for you. It's the cost of the fun that you're having with podcasting. And that's fine. So maybe you don't need to monetize your podcast for that reason. So again, these nine reasons for why you should not monetize your podcast. Number one, because money can complicate relationships. Number two, because money can distract from the message. Number three, because monetizing usually creates interruptions. Number four, because earning income of any level could complicate taxes. Number five, because making a profit can cause distrust. Number six, because monetizing means you must follow a higher standard. Number seven, because no one owes you anything. Number eight, because you podcast as a hobby. And number nine, because you may not need the money. These are nine reasons why you should not monetize your podcast. Now, let's talk about why you should monetize your podcast. And again, Don't try to balance these out based on the pure number of reasons. And if you have any extra reasons to add to these or you disagree with any of these, I would love to hear it. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 213. Monetizing can refer to things more than just getting sponsors. It could be products, services you create, promoting affiliates, selling premium content, accepting donations, or some kind of crowdfunding. It could be promoting your business or anything that puts money in your pocket, like I said earlier. So here are some reasons to pursue profit in podcasting. Number one, because podcasting costs. Whether you do this for a hobby or a business, you probably had some kind of one-time setup fees and expenses, and you may have ongoing costs. If you can't afford these regular expenses to podcasting, which are usually about $20 to $30 per month, depending on several factors, but that's I'd say that's probably the average. If you can't afford that, then it may be best for you to start trying to monetize your podcast, or maybe to quit. Now, I'm not saying if it costs that much, you need to either quit or monetize. 
like I said, in the reasons to not monetize your podcast, maybe you're just seeing that 20 to $30 per month as the cost of your hobby, of your entertainment, of the connections that you make in podcasting. So it's totally up to you whether that 20 to $30 is affordable and if it's something that you think should be covered in some way or if you're willing to pay that as part of the experience. But this is a reason to monetize your podcast because podcasting does cost on a regular basis. Number two, it costs to improve. Whether it's the equipment or the software or extra education or something that helps you make your podcast better or release your podcast more quickly or all of these other things that you could do that just improve your podcast, it's going to cost you in either time or money. Usually, I'd say almost all of the time, it costs in money, and it often takes time as well. It could be a better microphone. Maybe you're getting a mixer so that you can have more than one microphone. Maybe you want lighting for your video. Maybe you need a faster computer, better software, website plugins, all of these other things that I mentioned earlier of things you could spend podcast income on. These can be things to help you improve your podcast. They're not all noticeable to your audience necessarily, so your audience may not see the value in them that you do, but nonetheless, they may be things that you need to spend money on in order to improve what you're already doing. That's number two, because it costs to improve. Number three, generating revenue makes your podcast sustainable. Having your podcasting expenses covered on a regular basis does help alleviate a lot of stress from podcasting day after day or week after week, however frequently that you do it. This allows you then to focus more on creating that consistent, high-quality content and not having to stress about, oh, i got to pay another $30 this month for my podcast, but that's covered. Or with your website hosting – And this is something that's really awesome with my Once Upon a Time podcast. That podcast generates 90 to 95% of my web server's traffic, especially during the TV season. We've gotten up to 500,000 page views per month during a TV season of Once Upon a Time. And I've had to move from web hosting to web hosting to web hosting and at times paid as much as $180 per month in web hosting expenses. And that's huge. That has often been a big stress on me. But the community is donating to the podcast. So like right now, I'm in the middle of potentially needing to upgrade the server again, or maybe pay for a premium plugin that will help optimize things a bit better. But it's not as much of a stress on me, because I can see our community is donating on a regular basis. So I don't have to stress about this and think, oh, I should just quit because this is getting so frustrating having to move this stuff around. This is reason number three. Generating revenue makes your podcast more sustainable. Number four, your quality content is valuable. I like what it says in the Bible in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 18, and there are other places in the Bible that say something similar. It says, the laborer deserves his wages, or the worker is worthy of his hire, and phrases similar to that. I really think that no reasonable person should expect an expert to work for free. And when you are creating something of high quality, 
high value, engaging, helpful, or entertaining, or both content for your audience, your time is worth something. But remember, don't start thinking, oh, my time's valuable, and start thinking people owe you something for your time because they don't. You're doing this podcast most likely because you want to. It's optional to you. Just like my podcasts are optional to me. If I stopped podcasting, though, I don't think my business would be able to sustain itself because the podcasts generate business for me. But I still have the option to stop any of my podcasts if I want to. No one is forcing me to do this. So when you're putting out that high-quality content, it is valuable. And when you demonstrate that time and time again, how good you are at putting this content out, how well you can communicate the message, how much you engage with your audience, how much you help them, or how much you entertain them, people will appreciate that, and they'll be more willing to pay for it in some ways. That could be directly purchasing it from you. It could be just helping to sponsor it or contribute to it in some ways or buy something that you're recommending or that you've released. Whatever monetization model it is, when you're putting out high-quality content that is valuable, then your monetization models help support that high-quality content. So this is reason number four, because your quality content is valuable. Number five, your podcast may be part of your business. If podcasting is in any way connected to how your business survives, like my podcast is, especially the Audacity to Podcast, then you essentially must podcast and you must make that podcast profitable because in business, it's all about the bottom line. Do remember that return on investment or ROI is not always directly measurable. Like, Can I tell you how much an episode of the Audacity to Podcast is worth? No, I can't. I have no way of measuring that. Sure, I might promote something in an episode like SEO for podcasters. Go buy that, theaudacitypodcast.com slash SEO. And I can look at my stats to see how many people purchase it this week after I recommend that SEO course or after I try marketing it in this way. Yes, I can look at that, but I can't always tie it directly to a specific episode unless I give a specific coupon code in every single episode or something like that, a unique link, and that's just more work than it's really worth. I can't put a price tag on this podcast and on the content that I'm sharing, but this podcast is part of my business. And because of that, I do need to monetize the Audacity to Podcast. There was a point in my business when I realized Here I have this podcast, the Audacity Podcast, that was the connecting line between where I was several years ago in a full-time job and where I wanted to be as a full-time entrepreneur. And the Audacity Podcast connected those two together. But then later on, I realized I'm not really using the podcast to build my business, and that's why my business is struggling so much. I have an audience that's interested in my products and services that I create for podcasters, Why am I not promoting this stuff? So I've started promoting this more often so that it builds my business and grows the podcast network, grows the business, so that it enables me to put out more products and services that help podcasters launch or improve their own podcasts. Your podcast doesn't always have to directly sell something, but just its consistent high quality could be advertisement enough for your business. 
So if your podcast is in any way part of your business, then you should be monetizing your podcast and you should look at it as a monetization arm or a marketing arm. Maybe that even means not accepting sponsors, but sponsoring it yourself with your own products and services. That's up to you. That's number five, because your podcast may be part of your business. Number six, your audience may be eager to give back. People often develop this feeling of reciprocity when they get great stuff for free. Like with my Once Upon a Time podcast, people are watching a TV show, most likely for free, because it is available through free broadcast television on the ABC channel on Sunday nights. They can often watch the episodes for free online on abc.com or Hulu or other sites like that, depending on their particular internet connection, which is really weird now how they do that. But usually you can watch the episodes for free. They're watching this free TV show. They can rewatch the episodes for free. They get our podcast for free. Our entire back catalog of episodes are free on iTunes and on our website. They're part of our community our online forums where people are discussing this TV show, sharing theories, and sometimes staying up until 3 a.m. in the morning chatting in the chat room with some of their best friends that they formed around this TV show. They're doing all of this great stuff, getting all of this great content and connections all for free. And some of these people are then donating because they appreciate all of the great free stuff. They want the opportunity to give back. I have never asked any specific person, would you please donate $10 per episode or would you please donate this much per month? Just out of the goodness of their hearts and because they wanted to give back. People were eager that when we start accepting donations, people jumped on that right away because they really appreciated what they were doing. And today, some people are donating more than $100 per month toward a free podcast that's about a free TV show And everything that we do with the podcast, we give away. So it's really cool how eager the people are to contribute to what we're doing. And Patreon can be a great method to use with that. It's sometimes even better than putting a donate button like with PayPal on your website because Patreon is a bit more reputable. It's quite a bit more secure. It's definitely easier to set up for you. So you might want to go the Patreon or Joyride route or there are different platforms like that. They're basically crowdfunding platforms for regular episodic content. And this is a reason to consider monetizing your podcast because your audience may be eager to give back. So you are giving them the opportunity to give to you, which they'll probably want that opportunity when they think about it and consider the value that you're giving them. So these are six reasons that you should monetize your podcast. Number one, because podcasting costs. Number two, because it costs to improve. Number three, because generating revenue makes your podcast more sustainable. Number four, because your quality content is valuable. Number five, because your podcast may be part of your business. And number six, because your audience may be eager to give back. Thus, the decision is really entirely yours. Are you going to monetize your podcast? Do you monetize your podcast already? Should you continue? Should you maybe add? Should you stop? These are questions that really only you can decide. The question is totally up to you. What fits for you, for your podcast, and for your audience? If you have a podcast that is for eight-year-olds, 
you're probably not going to have a lot of success with monetizing it. So it might not be a good choice to try to monetize it. At the same time, eight-year-olds usually have parents, and those parents often are willing to pay for things that they know their kids enjoy. Just look at the video gaming empire and how expensive video games are and how many parents will provide those for their kids because they know their kids enjoy it. Brats aside, that is. And sometimes kids will figure out ways that they can earn money so that they can purchase these things that they want. I love those little entrepreneur kids. So you don't have to assume that just because your audience is a certain style or your podcast is a certain style that you can't monetize it. It's really up to you. If you're unsure about this, ask your audience. Maybe email some of your most interactive listeners or viewers to your podcast and ask them, what would you think if I monetize my podcast in whatever way it is that you're thinking, like with donations or product and service, what would you think about this? Do realize that any kind of change is going to be met with opposition. And many things that you do to try to monetize will take some time to build up some momentum. I'll be honest with you. SEO for podcasters is not selling as well as I thought it would. I see multiple reasons for that, some definite failures on my part of my marketing for it, my timeliness of finishing that product, and certain ways that I've positioned that product. And really, I've sometimes thought about maybe I should rename the product because it's not just about SEO. It's also about producing better content. And that's really so much of the main focus of SEO for podcasters is producing better content that helps you to be found better. I originally thought it would be three to four hours of content. It's actually 10 hours of content. I got into a lot more detail than I expected I would. And I'm actually going to add more to the course because new information has come out of certain SEO things to consider. So I'll add more to the course. So I'm actually thinking of raising the price on that course because I'm confident it's worth more than I'm asking for it. So if you want to purchase it, go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash SEO and purchase it before the price goes up. I can't say when the price will go up or necessarily what it will go up to or if it will even go up. But if you are interested in getting it, grab it now before that price goes up. But when I launched that product, it didn't catch on as quickly as I thought it would. I think part of that reason is because I don't have as much momentum behind me yet for creating products and people getting to know the products and services that I create. The same thing with all of the other products that I create, like my podcast reviews or my WordPress plugin, social subscribe and follow icons, and some of the other things that I mentioned even in just the last episode, things that I'm doing, ways that I'm innovating, things that I'm making for podcasters, premium products and services. I think that as people get more used to seeing me release extra products and services and seeing these catch on and seeing other people say great things about them, that momentum will start to build more and more and even build exponentially as I start releasing more products. I do believe that my listeners, maybe even you, will get used to purchasing stuff from me and get used to the quality of product that I try to put out there. And so you'll get to the point where when you see that I have something new, you'll probably think, whatever it is, I want it. That's the way Apple kind of works now. They have got so much momentum behind them that I often see just 
today even, before I recorded this episode, I watched the Apple Live event where they talked about the new Apple Watch and Apple MacBooks and some of the other cool things that they're doing. And I often see tweets from people saying, whatever it is, Apple, here's my wallet, just take it and give me whatever that thing is. And it's funny, but it's also kind of true that we respect a company like Apple or Google or Samsung or Microsoft or whatever company it is that you highly respect. We start to respect them so much that when they put something out, we're more likely to buy it because of the momentum we've already built up from our knowing, liking, and trusting that company. So all that to say that if you try to start monetizing, it will take you a little while to build up some momentum to get those donations. You may, for a little while, if you try Patreon, you may just have one or two patrons giving maybe just 25 cents per episode or 25 cents per month. That's okay. And be very, very grateful for those people because they may not be able to afford a lot, but they want to give you something. Don't take it as an insult if it's just 25 cents. Take it as this is what they can give and they're willing to give that tiny amount, even though it seems so insignificant. They want you to know that they like what you're doing and that's why they're contributing to you. So it takes some time to build up some momentum. Don't think that if it fails or flops or you get negative feedback in your first few tries that it means to not do it at all. Be prepared for that opposition Be prepared for some slow momentum. But if you do try to monetize your podcast, I'd love to hear your stories on that. And I'd love to hear from you. What do you think are some reasons why you should or shouldn't monetize your podcast? In addition to these that I've shared with you, please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 213 and share that story with me and with the others who will be visiting the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 213. Please continue to vote in the podcast awards every day through March 24th. We have in Noodle Mix Network five podcasts as finalists in the awards. Under Best Produced, we have Once Podcast. Under Business, it's Beyond the To-Do List. Under General, we have The Productive Woman. Under Religion Inspiration, we have Are You Just Watching? And under Technology is this show, The Audacity to Podcast. You are really awesome and we really, really appreciate your support for all of the votes and the nominations and everything, please go to the audacity to slash podcast awards. There's a video there that shows how you can vote and an option to sign up for a daily reminder to vote in the podcast awards. And a lot of people are saying that really helps them. It helps me actually, because I'm signed up on my own email list. It helps me remember to vote in that day. And if you're looking for podcasts to vote in the other categories too, Go to that same site, theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast awards, because there I have a list of our other friends who are podcasting and have podcasts as finalists in the awards. And these are the people that I'm voting for, and I recommend that you vote for them too. You are probably listed there. You know who you are. Some of you who listen to this podcast are finalists in the awards, and you're listed there. I tried to list everyone that I knew and made these recommendations. So go check that out. If nothing else, just check out some of the other podcasts that we recommend voting for. That's at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards. Special thanks to This Is Rami from the United Kingdom who left a kind review for me on iTunes and said, without the Audacity to Podcast, I would probably never have started my own podcast. 
Wow, thank you very much. I'm always thrilled to be part of your story in podcasting. If you haven't left a review yet, please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes and make sure you include at least the name of your podcast. If you can, include the domain for your podcast as well so I can link to it in the show notes. And you can check out the full review from This Is Rami from the United Kingdom in the show notes for this episode. If you'd like to get your own international iTunes and Stitcher podcast reviews emailed to you automatically, then go to mypodcastreviews.com and sign up for a free or premium plan. That's at mypodcastreviews.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions, finding success, and maybe, just maybe, even monetizing it. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast.com and the Ramen Noodle on Twitter. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.